Well, everybody gets a tax cut, not just the high earners under the government's changes to the scheduled Stage 3 tax cuts. But in response, the business lobby wants the Fair Work Commission to reduce the size of this year's increase to the minimum wage in response to those cuts. Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers has pushed back, saying workers deserve a tax break and a pay rise. Look, our tax cut should be on top of a decent increase in the minimum wage, not instead of one. You know, this is not an either or here. You know, we want to get wages growing in our economy at the same time as we provide additional cost of living relief via the tax system. Well, joining me now is the Australian Industry Group Chief Executive Innes Willocks. Welcome to RN Drive. Afternoon, Andy. Just clarify for me exactly what you're asking or will be asking the Fair Work Commission to do in June. Well, Andy, the Commission will start its deliberations in March around the next minimum wage increase. And that increase isn't just to workers on the minimum wage because it flows through our award system and then it becomes the basis for a lot of negotiations and conversations around uh, enterprise bargaining agreements and sort of general wage increases as well. So it sets the standard. And what we're saying is that the Fair Work Commission should do what it normally does, which is to take into account uh, the impact of changes in tax and transfer policy through the year and how that impacts on pay packets when it's making its deliberation around the next minimum wage increase. That's standard operating procedure for the Commission to do that and we're just asking that they do that again this year given that on the 1st of July both the tax cuts and the increase in the minimum wage will come in, they'll come in on the same day. So is your argument a practical one or a moral one? Because on the face of it, it sounds like you're asking the Fair Work Commission to effectively cancel the $826 tax cut that minimum wage earners will receive under this plan by limiting wage rises. Uh, Not at all. We're not saying it should be cancelled. We're saying it should be taken into account. Um, And the Commission can do that in a variety of ways, of course. But I think what we're saying is that it would be negligent of the Commission to just pretend that nothing had happened uh, in terms of tax cuts. And we all welcome tax cuts in no matter which form they, they come in. But the Commission needs to be aware for because of concerns around you know, potential impact on prolonging in persistent inflation as well as on possible employment impacts, that it takes it into account. And it makes it very clear in its decision that it has taken it into account whatever decision it comes up with. So we're not saying, you know, let's just, because it equates to roughly a 2% increase in the minimum wage, that tax, the tax break that's been given, that 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 automatically be taken away. We're saying take it into account. Just let's not pretend that it didn't happen. So you're saying that the Fair Work Commission should take it into account if in the event they did and found that uh, any change to the minimum wage uh, to to in relation to the stage three tax cuts was not relevant. You, you and your members would be happy with that because you're, all you're arguing for is them to take it into account. Nothing more. Is that it? Well, we want them to take it into account. Obviously, we haven't started the process of you know working out what the next minimum wage increase should be. That's part of a process of submissions and then arguments to the commission that employer groups, the government has in the past couple of years, and unions make to the Commission. So what we're saying is that on the 1st of July, there is a, you know, a reasonable, reasonably sized tax cut coming to people through the system that is going to put more money into their pockets. If you doubled down on that and didn't take it into account and just gave an increase which was 
let's pick a number, was around whatever the inflation is at that time, plus the tax cut, that that then has the potential to have consequences both in terms of persistent inflation continuing to be persistent and also potentially some employment outcomes, you know, deleterious employment outcomes, particularly for those people uh, at the minimum wage end of the spectrum. So we're just saying to the Commission, don't ignore it. Don't pretend it didn't happen. You, have, you should consider it as part of your deliberations and in making your decision. And in making your decision. The minimum wage is $46,000 a year. I mean, these people are getting a tax cut of $826. That's a couple of weeks of groceries, to, to sort of depending on the size of the family. It's not a whole lot of money in the grand scheme of things, is it? I mean, compared to what those at the top end of town who are still getting a big tax are earning. Uh, also, treasury modelling, and many economists believe the changes won't impact inflation and the inflationary outlook. So why do you? Well, Andy, there's a couple of points into that question. The minimum wage, as I said at the start, isn't just for minimum wage workers. That decision, it impacts right through our award system and award classifications. And then there's jump ups as a result of that right through the award system. So it just goes beyond those who are on the minimum wage at the moment. So it has much broader consequences, as I said. So um, nobody's arguing against tax cuts and nobody's arguing against people having, you know, more money in their pocket. What we're concerned about is the longer-term impact of that uh, on employment and on potentially on inflation when you put the two together, who's, both coming who's in saying at it the will same affect, time. Who's saying it will infect inf- affect inflation? Well, when you put the two together, as I was saying, as you put as you put the tax increase plus the uh, any increase in the minimum wage, whatever it may be, if it's a significant minimum wage increase, that has the potential to drive up inflation. Look, we've we've had the Treasury modelling saying it won't be inflationary. We'll and have many to see economists, how, and, you'd have to and, admit. Uh, but uh, yes, of course. But we've also had some economists saying it will be mildly inflationary out in the real world. So we'll just have to see how that that plays out and plays through. It's when you put the two together. That's what we're saying. We're not saying one against the other. It's when you put the two together that you have that potential for inflation continuing to persist longer than it might otherwise because of its impact right through the uh, economy. As I said, it's not just minimum wage workers who receive this increase. It's a whole range of other people, uh, as well as um, the the impact of, uh, ta- of the tax cut through the system as well. Put them together. That's where the concern is. On RN Drive, AI Group Chief Executive Innes Willocks is my guest. I mean, I'm, it does feel somewhat opportunistic from you, you and your, your members, because the reason for the revised tax cuts is to alleviate cost of living pressures for low and middle income earners, slowing their wage growth by the amount of the cut, uh, if that is the ultimate, uh, I suppose, decision by the Fair Work Commission in June, won't achieve that goal. So, I mean, you must accept that. Well, what we 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 have never argued that there be zero increase in the minimum wage, and I wouldn't expect that we will this year either, because there's a whole range of factors to take into account: inflationary pressure, interest rate pressure, cost of living pressure cost of doing business pressure on the other hand so you've got to put you've got to put all these factors together so so where um, in, where in your mind should the minimum wage sit and 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 how have you come to that conclusion 
Well, we haven't put forward a submission at the moment because we want to see, obviously, a whole range of data. Uh, the decision will be made in June and we're likely to, as following the course of the past couple of years, come to a conclusion some point in May with a, with a number that we think it should be. Uh, last year, we put forward... Uh, a number and the commission went above that but went below the union um, recommendation. That's usually the rule of thumb that occurs here. The commission finds a point between where employers and unions uh, believe it should be and there's often quite a big difference between the two. But we'll look at all the data, inflation data, uh, wages data, uh, prices data, all of that, uh, the state of the economy at the time come May and that's when we'll be able to make a determination. Wage growth not in line with inflation is a cut. So so should any wage rise be at least in line with inflation? Well, it depends too, Andy, on how inflation is trending at that time. And if inflation is trending down, as we all hope it is and will be by that stage and will be continuing to trend down, then we have to be very careful that we don't put in a wage increase that, uh, that over the year ahead will be above where we think inflation will be. So it's a little bit of prediction involved here, not just over the year ahead, not just at that one moment in time. So if inflation's coming down and we want it to keep coming down, we need that also needs to be taken into account. But as I said, nobody's, nobody from my organisation is going to be arguing for no increase at all. That's not that's not that's not the real world. That's not what will happen. But we just really need to be mindful of the circumstances now and into the future. Ennis Willocks is the Chief Executive of the AI Group. Appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Take care. 